Star Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans, it is Joe back in the pilot seat uh, all the way back from Italy, back to lovely Indiana, and uh, so glad to be back with you and, and happy to have had D-Doc, Alfie, and Brent run the show while, we were go- while I was gone, um, but you know what? I don't even know actually what officially number this show is, so we're just going to say it's Rule the Galaxy We'll fill in the blank later as to the exact number, but it's somewhere in the 170s. And um, as usual, you can follow us on t- um, Twitter and Instagram at Rule the Galaxy SW, on TikTok, Rule the Galaxy Podcast, on YouTube and YouTube and what? YouTube and something else. Uh, Facebook, you can follow us at just Rule the Galaxy. And if you want to buy any of our cool gear, you can go to etsy.com, type in Rule the Galaxy, all one word, and you should be able to track us down there. I think I've hit everything, but if I haven't, these two great guys will remind me. And we're going to start off with our friend D-Doc. D-Doc, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, I went from having to have a full page of show notes to only having like five lines, so I'm happy. <laughs> I was I was over preparing when I was uh, doing the hosting duties because there wasn't anything I didn't want to miss. I mean, I had a horrible time having to watch every Andor episode twice before each episode. So, you know, yeah, it was fun. It was it was fun uh, hitting some fun little episodes with Brent and Alfie. But I'm happy to have you back here in the pilot seat. Well, I'm I'm like I said, I would um, I, I love you guys. I love the show, all that stuff. But honestly, if I could figure out a way to just go live in Italy and bounce around Rome and Florence and the Amalfi Coast, I would I would have to tell you all Arrivederci and go stay over there because it was fabulous. But uh, but it's, it's good to be back and talking to you guys. And you did a great job. I listened to the shows and uh, I know, like you said, you, you have to over prepare when you're the one leading the way just because you don't want to miss anything and, and you're not sure what everybody else is going to have prepared, but I could count on you guys. It was, it always sounded professional and prepared. So thank you for leading the way on that. Um, and uh, Hey, Alfie, it was great to see Azalea to start the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm uh, doing pretty good. Uh, excited to talk about this episode of Andor. I really though wish we were talking about house of the dragon D doc. We, we've got to talk <laughs> about this episode sooner rather than later i agree we'll, we'll, i agree we'll have to plan another after dark episode uh soon we will do that we will i will put that in the books for you guys and you guys do that now I'll, I'll learn about house of the dragon from you because I, I that's where i learned i listen to your shows and i'm like oh didn't know this is going on don't know that character but you know what sounds like fun um so yeah i tell you what um it was really just to go on a, a tangent here real quick, it was it was 
probably the coolest thing I've ever done to be in Italy. And, um, but you know what, their, their TV kind of sucks. So when you're, you know, I, I'm one of those guys when I'm going to bed, I like to have TV on in the background. Um, unless you found some weird American movie or American TV show that you probably didn't want to watch and had either Italian subtitles or whatever. Um, it was all Italy TV and they have some weird TV and it's not that entertaining, but I don't think you're really supposed to be in your hotel room that much anyway. And, and we weren't except for when we were going to sleep. So, uh, but yeah, their TV is odd, but everything else about the place was great. Um, I kept walking around Positano feeling like I was in uh, uh, attack of the clones and, and uh, having, you know, Padme and Anakin around me, everything was, all the marble structures and looking down over the sea. And I sent a couple of pictures to Joey and, and he was just like, Oh, Jack of the clones. Um, even though it wasn't where it was filmed, it sure felt like that. So, um, but it, you guys, you guys did, you did a great job. It felt like the show was in great hands and uh, yeah, it was just, it was just good to be able to sit there and, and occasionally, you know, like on the flights, listen, to you guys talk about Star Wars. That was pretty cool. You know, you got eight to 10 hours, but you fill your time up with some things like that. So, um, but I did catch up on Andor. So that was fun uh, while there, you know, on the, either on the way there, or on the way back, binge it and check that out. So we do have a lot to talk about outside of Andor. There wasn't a lot going on right now, um, which is good. I guess we've got content um, that's better than having no content. But I did want to bring up a couple of things that I did see just nosing around today. Like you said, uh, D-Doc, always over-prepare, right? Um, yeah, exactly. So we, we are being told there's going to be a new book coming out in 2023 about the Inquisitors, uh, Rise of the Red Blade. Um, and we're going to be learning about Iskat, I-S-K-A-T, I guess, is one of the main characters, uh, was a former Jedi turned Inquisitor. And I would think, gosh, that's the first time I've heard of Iscat, but I haven't been keeping up with the comics. I read somewhere that she was in the a 2017 Darth Vader comic. So she is a known character. Briefly, yes. Yeah. So do you guys either one know anything about that upcoming book or, or yes. that comic or anything like that at all? Okay, yeah. go ahead, Alfie. Hit me with anything that I should know about that. Uh, she's in the Vader comic and Vader kills her. Okay. So it's going to be, it's going to be a short book. Um, <laughs> spoiler I, alert. I, I think there's some, it's not really a spoiler. I mean, it came in 2017. It's five sure. years old. Uh, what this novel would be about, I would think would have to be before the comic, yeah. because I, if I'm not mistaken, her storyline was she was in love with another Inquisitor. And I can't remember if Vader killed both of them or not. Okay. Well, I mean, at least it's, it's something entertaining, and I and I'm guessing it picks up right after Order sixty six, and and when the when the the wayward Jedi turned to Inquisitors. So um, we'll wait and see. I, I mean, I like the Inquisitor characters. I would like to see more about that storyline and see how that all takes place. So um, yeah. I like the Inquisitor characters, but at some point, I would like to see why we should think the Jedi should be scared of them. Because other than the Grand Inquisitor for a little bit in Rebels, the rest of the time they're like Team Rocket or something. They're just always in sure. the way. True. I think I think what I like about them is I want to see that transition, right? right. I want to see them from being uh, Jedi Temple Guards or Jedi themselves 
and what made them flip that switch? Was it Vader coming to him saying, Hey, everybody who's left, anybody wants to join me, you know, come on down. Uh, or was there another process that they went through or were they, was the emperor maybe handpicking some people he thought were a little shaky before and prepping them right for this. So, uh, I don't know. I I'm hoping some of that gets detailed in the book a little bit. So yes, Brent, we're talking about books. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, uh, another thing that I saw, uh, Ahmed, uh, Ahmed best is doing a one man story, one man show, mm -hmm. what have you, uh, basically his side of the story. And we all know the ups and downs that, uh, Ahmed best faced after the Phantom Menace and kind of the, the hateful things that were thrown his way and kind of what that role did to his career. When you had somebody like Liam Neeson and others saying, Hey, I've just met the next superstar on the set of the Phantom Menace to the fans seeing it. And unless you're a little kid, most fans wanted no part of Jar Jar or, you know, Ahmed Best. Um, so I think it'll be good. I know he was on the Jedi Temple show on, I believe, Disney Plus. Um, and he's been coming to some of the, you know, uh, celebrations and things like that. But I think this would be a good, I don't know, is it going to be a show? Is it going to be a book? Is it going to be, does anybody know? exactly what it's going to be but i'd love to hear I his side of the story book. okay d doc have you heard anything about yeah, it i i interpreted it as a book when i saw the post i mean he did call it a one-man show which i was like is this going to be like almost like a podcast type thing or like i'm not sure but yeah i'm interested to hear his uh side of things and there are a lot of people out there, I think, that have grown to love uh, him over the years, you know, after some of the things that have happened to, you know, Star Wars actors who have been, you know, treated poorly, I'd say. And, you know, I don't know. I, th I think it would be really fun to hear his side of it and just get a little time machine back to yeah. them filming Phantom Menace. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, we bring it up all the time. You may disagree or dislike the character, but I don't think that has anything to do with the actor that portrays that i mean how many people signed off on those jar jar scenes and said print it that's what we want right this is I'm, exactly it i mean even lucas thought man I, this is a hit this is going to blow people away when they see this this you know mocap character that we've created a cg character that we've created who's full of comedy um so yeah i mean it was surprising and again Fortunately for me, I got to watch that through Joey for the most part. I watched it and enjoyed it because I saw how much he loved it. So Jar Jar never really bothered me. It wasn't one of those things where I was, oh, look at me. I'm Mr. Sophisticated Star Wars fan who grew up with the original trilogy. I can't deal with Jar Jar. I was like, yeah, Joey's laughing and it makes him love Star Wars. I'm I'm all about it, right? I mean, yep. kind of like what you guys are doing with some of your kids nowadays. So um so yeah, but you know what? I'm at best. We're, I think we're all interested to see what you have to say and how what the process was like. Um, has Thrawn been cast in Ahsoka? I did see an article on that. Um, and I always forget, is it Lars Mickelson that plays him or Mads Mickelson in Rebels? Because one played Galen Urso and the other one played, and I always forget which one it is. I guess yeah, I'm the same one. One of the Mickelson brothers who played him in Rebels as being, I'm, I'm, you know, from the article I read said, basically it's kind of a lock that that person's going to be the character. Um, so yes, for anybody who's listening, 
just shoot us a message. You know, you'll earn Alfie points. Remind us which one it is. Lars that is uh, still listed as probable BS. Really? The where I go. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's why I rely on you, Alfie, because um, I now, that's not to say that pops up. it's not true, but I think it's more that who's reporting it as being true. Okay. Not a reliable not, source. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we hit into one more topic and then go off to Andor, um, I was going to ask you, I was going to do a little show and tell here for the people on YouTube. Um, the people on the podcast, you can hear what we're talking about, but on YouTube, you'll be able to see these, a couple of things that either got in Italy or before, right before I went to Italy, um, and then see what, what kind of new things I know you guys have been posting some things you've gotten, uh, while I was in Italy, there was not much Star Wars to be found. I sent you guys a couple of pictures of a few characters here, or there, believe it or not, um, Marvel was everywhere. If there was a shop that little kids were going to be on in everything I saw was Marvel. So it was, it was all based on in the MCU. Um, I got this little book right here. Um, it's actually a fairly good size book. Um, and it's all Italian. It's the comic book like version of episodes one through six and it's all in nice. Italian. So because I, I told Lori, I was actually reading some of it. Um, and it, it's gorgeous, good artwork. Um, and, and, you know, Quit bending that spine like that. My but, goodness. but I'm reading it. I'm reading it. So, you know, I thought the 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 artwork was really good, but but being in a comic book form, I really liked it because since we already know all the words of the movies, right? Um, you could read along on this, and it was basically like doing Italian lessons while reading it because I'm like, oh, I know what Obi Wan says there. Oh, these words mean that. You know, I could key on certain words. So it was really. A really cool combo, and my, my wife and I have decided that uh, little Frankie, Joey's son, we bought him some uh, books on numbers and letters and things in Italian. So we're we're um, because I know a little Italian. Uh, we're gonna give Frankie lessons in Italian as he grows up, so he'll he'll be bilingual hopefully. But waiting and holding on to this so he can read this when he's uh, when he's a little bit older. And since it's comic book form, and then before I left, I ordered. This, uh, I would say she's probably 10, 10 or 11 inches and Ahsoka through the Shop Disney uh, website. And it is, I mean, it's almost like a Barbie, Barbie doll style type size, but it's a gorgeous Ahsoka. Looks like later on, kind of like in the Rebels, post-Rebels, where she's wearing that white cape when she meets up with um, uh, Sabine. Uh, it, it's just really great looking it wasn't that expensive but i know that the um the ones we talked about alfie that had all the characters before all the female characters mm -hmm. before the ahsoka one's going for like 200 dollars now online and you could have bought it at, you know ollie's or target for five or ten dollars and i wish i would have jumped in on that but i have every one of those except for the ahsoka one and i same here i have all those except for ahsoka because i'm not ready to spend that kind of money but when i saw this one come up I think after shipping, taxes, everything, I think it was $60. Um, it was, you know, like 40 something before shipping and taxes, but just absolutely gorgeous. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to prepare for grandkids and have male characters, female characters, you know, and, and I brought that up actually. I was like, oh, I want to have some more female characters for if I have a granddaughter. And, and, you know, people were like, well, isn't Ahsoka one of your favorite characters? I was like, you know what? You're right. So, does it really matter if it's for a female or a male 
it's a really cool kind of a, a character there. So yeah. those are my, those are my finds that, that I have in the last couple of weeks. Um, so how about you guys, Alfie? I know you put some stuff to DDoc. I think you posted some different things. Anything you guys have gotten in the last couple of weeks that you were happy about or, or thought were a good find? I got this uh, yesterday. The oh, nice. Mando with the ice spider in Grogu. And this is really another just gorgeous figure. The little ice detailing on Mando's armor is outstanding. However... And this is what we're constantly talking about here on Toy Time with the Rule of Galaxy crew. I uh, paid full price for this yesterday. It just hit the shelves at Target here in Greenwood. Um, I managed, there was one left after this. That's all they had. It was just stocked yesterday and today uh, across the United States. They're on clearance. $20. Are you kidding me? No. What is going on with that? They hit well, the shelves and they're going right on clearance. I don't understand it. That's what happened with um, Saw Gerrera. You know, you got yes. it probably, what, three? Maybe you got it less than a week before I did, Alfie. You paid mm-hmm. 31 and I paid 16. I, I don't right. get it. You know, and uh, reading through the comments of people who are getting it on clearance, again, it looks like another example of Hasbro and their problems with shipping where these, you know, a handful of targets are getting almost the entire uh, stock of this one figure. And they have so many that, you know, you can't sell that many $40 Manos. Yeah, I've seen yeah. things like that show up on full in caps. Like you, people take pictures of full in caps of one character at certain right. targets or Walmarts or whatever. Our target has, yesterday when I was there, probably had two dozen of the droids Boba Fett Black Series really what yeah wow i need to keep my eye out for that one because that's one i definitely want yeah and uh i've noticed since our target remodeled um all of this stuff that's hitting the shelves that's new is going on an end cap it's not going in the star wars section there is doing that in mind too yeah and it's all mixed stuff there was stranger things there was marvel there was funko pops there was black series star wars all kinds of stuff all on one end cap and it looked to be the past few times i've been there that it's the newest arrivals that yeah. just it just doesn't make any just doesn't make any sense and and i'm a guy who's spent a lot of time in logistics and shipping and everything like that to where i i just don't get it i mean it's like when i wanted the the captain rex so bad six inch black series mm-hmm. walgreens exclusive and they shipped them to like three walgreens all on the west coast and then ollie's was full of them selling them for like 3.99 because they couldn't they couldn't get you know that, that's the only place you could get them so just absolutely just absolutely crazy this was oh, uh, yeah. my recent grab another bondi model i'm just like going crazy on these things right now i did the Darth vader and i saw that they came out with boba fett from mando which bondi usually takes a bit of time to come out with this kind of stuff and i was surprised to see it i was actually like extremely excited uh they have that razor crest insanely stocked still mm-hmm. at mine which like i'm expecting those things to go for sale for two dollars at one point if you ever want a starter model kit for star wars <laughs> i've been holding out 
Yeah. I mean, they're cheap as it is, but like my target has literally had at least 20 of them on the shelf for the last like year, I would say they, they just sit on the shelf there. I bought it right when it came out. I'm like, these are going to sell out. I got to grab this. But um, yeah, they only had two Boba Fett's and then they also have uh, two Boba Fett Starship uh, models in there, which I really want that one too. So, Oh, speaking of which, uh, sorry to cut you off, Joseph. You're good. Yesterday at Target, I saw the Mission Fleet. I know I keep pushing mm-hmm. this Mission Fleet on you guys. They had the Mission Fleet Boba Fett Starship and it I looked amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I think that one's going to be underneath a certain tree at a certain time of the year. <laughs> wow. That's okay. really nice. Calling the shot. Um, really, for the price, I mean, it, it was still only $40. And it's, you know, what, three times the size of that uh, Millennium Falcon that's like $55. Mm. And it's got actual figures that little kids can play with. I mean, these are what we are constantly sure. talking about, toys for kids to play with. Right, which we're now pretty much all openers, so we're we're joining into that club. Um, the last thing I wanted to hit on before uh, we 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 hit into Andor, you, you guys sent it across today in the thread. Um, the uh, the first Okairo comment on, on Twitter. Um, you know, we we've had him on as a guest uh, two or three times now. He's he's. He always brings a good point of view. He does some great videos on YouTube, um, you know, and, and I think he is one of those people who's fair to where he he compliments what needs to be complimented and he, he criticizes things that need to be criticized. And, you know, um, going into the, as Brent would call it, the Steve Lawson zone, uh, you know, we are big believers on um, you like what you like in Star Wars. You don't like what you don't like. You don't you don't need to bash the things you you don't like you just need to have conversations about the things that maybe could be improved on or things like that and we've talked about some of the disney plus shows but his comment was i think disney plus was a mistake and except for a few great exceptions most of what it's produced has been mediocre and survives off brand loyalty and influencer culture and um you know I, i there was some heat going around on that there were there's were some some bashing going on back and forth and you know we've we've talked about it and this is going to lead us into andor um you know i think everyone across the board would agree that the mandalorian series uh has been off the charts good i mean yeah there's an episode here or there where you're like oh that was okay but for the most part the mandalorian series has been the state of the art top of the line when you think of Star Wars Disney Plus, you think of the Mandalorian, um, you know, and and then you you look at the show we were all really excited for with like a Kenobi and and the Boba Fett show, and and you look at both of those and you're thinking there were some key moments of that where I was like, yeah, that's really cool, but there were also times where you're going, I feel like I'm watching a you know, Incredible Hulk from the early 1980s on CBS or an A-Team, you know, from the mid-80s on, on whatever network it was on, it didn't give you that feel of that, this is Disney, this is Lucasfilm, this is bigger and better than what most other things should be. Did we like it? Yes. Did we watch it? Did we enjoy it? Yes. But it didn't have that feel that, wow, this is... These big, huge companies have all this money 
They should be blowing us away all the time. And leading into Andor, I will say, you know, after after Mandalorian, man, this Andor series, I've heard a lot of people say it's different. It's 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 not exactly what they were looking for, or whatever. But there's something about it the 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 scope of it, the scenery of it, the the depth of it, the actual acting in it, to where I feel like, okay, this is this is top notch. This is really good Star Wars. It's not kid Star Wars. It's more adult Star Wars, you know? And um, so I would think what he's saying is probably Andor and Mandalorian are here and the other ones are, you know, but but again, we're living off that that culture of it's got to be a throwback to something we already know and all that kind of stuff. Um, what were your guys' takes on that? What, what did you guys think of some of the feedback and comments he got on that? Because again, we, we only talk about this because we're passionate about it. Um, you know, we don't hate any of this stuff. We just like some of it more than, than others. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I'll go real quick. I I think, um, I, I think just as a whole and Alfie has talked about this multiple times about things being forgettable, I would say, um, I just think like, as far as movies go, like I was even talking to my wife about it. It's like, not even with just star Wars. I told her, I was like, there was just a Pinocchio movie that had Tom Hanks as Geppetto in it. And I didn't hear a single soul talk about that movie. I saw some advertising for it for maybe a month. And then it's like, oh, Pinocchio's out. And then it just kind of drifts off, you know, into the sunset as if it never happened. Um, you know, sometimes when these movies come out on opening night, we might watch them, whatever. Uh, I don't think they put out really many memorable things. It's nice to have all the old Disney stuff because kids still love the old Disney stuff mm -hmm. even more than the new, like when it comes to Pixar, when it comes to, you know, the classic Disney princess stuff. And there's some good new stuff, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I'm happy we're getting these shows. It's like, I, I, like I said, I compare it to sports teams basically where it's like, you know, you're unhappy with your team, but you're still a fan of them. You're not going anywhere. I, I do think that it could live up to more of its hype because of how much money Disney makes, basically. I <laughs> mean, I think they want to be able to, you know, I noticed this when I was recently at Disney World, you know, their buses that transport you to the park have, they're all wrapped in, you know, the next show that's coming out on Disney Plus, whether it's Hawkeye or whether it's, you know, I Am Groot, which turned out to be like a couple five minute you know clips really mm -hmm. they hype they hype these things up to be shows it's like the cars show you know i, I thought it was going to be a show but it's like 10 minute shorts and, it's, and your kid is done with it like and that's it you know there's really no going back to it i don't know i i think as a whole it could absolutely be better i don't think it's like this thing is a failure wrap it up and cancel it not at all i mean like you said i think mandalorian is one of the coolest things ever in star wars i love the mandalorian i'm loving andor and maybe disney will improve on this stuff since they're raising their prices and making more money in the parks so you know we'll we'll see i i do i i do think okaira was coming from a you know a good place when he said that i don't think he's really totally wrong on it how about you alf I agree with what he's saying, um, and I I really dislike this, you know, uh, idea that criticism of something is instantly negative, 
and must be confronted, you know, and it can't ever just be, Hey, I think this is a good product, but I would like to see it be a great product. You know, let's talk about it. Okay. You like this. I don't like some parts of this. Let's talk Mm -hmm. rather than just start slinging mud and, you know, uh, muting or blocking people, things like that. Um, and I agree with what he's saying because I'm I'm a Marvel guy, man. I've been reading comic books for a long, long time. And I stopped watching the Marvel shows. They they just don't appeal to me. Um they're having the smaller budget and the I guess smaller characters, it just feels like you know, uh, those issues of comic books that are in between the really good arcs Mm -hmm. and you just kind of pass over them. And I I got kind of tired of getting, you know, invested in a series where I'm just like, why am I watching this? It just, it's not interesting anymore. Uh, And I know they can't make, you know, uh, every TV show, the Avengers, they can't make every star Wars show, the empire strikes back, but you see the, you watch the Mandalorian and you see that level, you watch Andor and you see that level and you think, why aren't we striving to be this way with everything? I understand that that's not possible and people are going to have different styles of directing or what have you, uh, different challenges, but some things are just so, man, it's just so obviously different in quality Mm -hmm. that, uh, it's, it's hard not to say, Hey, what, what happened here? Especially when you've invested so much money and time into something, why, why does something that was five times more expensive or long in development, you know, why did it not look as something that was, you know, done in a few years? Yeah. No, it's, it's, I'll keep going back to that scene where Tala dies and and obi-wan and reva are on either side of that wall and the stormtroopers are outside of that and i watch that scene that's the one scene in in kenobi where i look at it and i go man really i mean i feel like he just kind of said hey we need a scene here let's throw this together let's just throw it on this this uh you know studio we're in real quick but then i look at something like andor and they might be pulling the wool over my eyes but man, I feel like everything was filmed in real locations, filmed outside, you know, filmed in the elements, you know, made it feel real. And, and again, I'll go back to my statement is Mandalorian made for kids, but adults can like it and Andor made more for adults maybe. And, you know, maybe some kids like it, but it, it really is more of an adult show. I feel like maybe, and, and maybe that's good for Star Wars. Maybe it's good to have those different levels and entry points and, and things for people from different points of view coming into it. But, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I've loved it all. I would pay money again to see Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen in something. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that I wouldn't go do it because this first one was not the home run that I thought it would be. I love that they were out there together. I love seeing more story on Boba Fett. Was it anywhere near where I thought it would be? No, but you know what? I took it in and said, this is it. We're in for a wild ride here. Let's see what happens, right? I mean, there were some 
great scenes with the Tuscan Raiders and different things like that. Um, so I don't know, Alfie, I think you hit on it. Everything we say doesn't have to turn right into an argument. And maybe that's society in general that has passed itself down to fandom. But DDoc, I'll go back to your comment. So I'm bouncing off both your guys' comments. I'm wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt right now while we're recording. The Pittsburgh Steelers have the chance to go 1-16 and 16 this year, and I am prepared for it. I've, I've already got my depression food and my, you know, whatever prepared for these games. But I'm still going to root for them like crazy, and I'm still going to be invested in them like crazy. And, yeah, I might criticize their coach a little bit more this year if he goes 1-16. and 16. But they're still my team, just like Star Wars is the, the fandom that I'm a part of. So it, it's all the same. You're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. There's no movie that I'm more critical of or harder on than The Rise of Skywalker. But I, I you know, I would admit 100%, I watched that third trailer at least once a week. That... No, it doesn't matter what the movie turned out to be, but that trailer right there, mm -hmm. when, you know, C-3PO is getting his, you know, innards yeah. redone and stuff, and then the music swells up. I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a freaking Star Wars fan, and that moves me every single time, that music. And that scene of uh, Chewie and Poe and Finn running down the hallway, blasting stormtroopers, once a week. Once a week, I probably even more than once a week. I would say probably once every few days, I rewatch all the Force Awakens trailers. I freaking love those trailers to no end. That, <laughs> every time I watch those, I know I've seen the movies. I know how everyone feels about the sequels. You love them, you hate them. I don't care. You watch those trailers and that makes you feel good about being a Star Wars fan. And I want, you know, my hope is with new content is I want you to make me feel that way. Go back to think, thinking how you felt when the screen went black and you heard Han Solo's voice mm -hmm. say, Chewie, we're home. That's how I want Star Wars content to make me feel. Is, you know, that dreaming a little big? Yes, but I'm sorry. That's just the way I am. Okay. That, that's perfectly okay. You know, again, going back to the criticizing, guess what shows and movies I had downloaded on my phone for the trip when I was in the plane? I had a handful of the Star Wars movies, all the Andor episodes. That was my go-to when I was flying. And you know what? I'm thinking here I am and again, passionate, criticizing, whatever. But that's what I had with me. That's what I took, right? I had my choice. Could have put anything else on my phone. I took that. So um, I just wish I was sitting in DDoc seat right now with the Eagles looking like a dominant team. But that's another story <laughs> for another time. Um, yeah. but, but no, I look for Cairo, look, we're, we're big supporters. We think he does some great work and, and I'm, I'm glad that he makes comments and things like that stir stuff up. And I, I don't think he does it to be mean. I think he does it to have conversations and discussions and yeah. sometimes it just makes people go off the edge a little bit. So go ahead, I, I, I honestly think the best part about Cairo is I think everybody in Star Wars fandom from both sides kind of follows them. The people mm -hmm. who have issues with it and the people who are, this is the best thing ever. Every single thing we get is the best thing ever. And that's why I enjoy his channel because I feel like he has a very objective point of view on things. I enjoy hearing his opinion on things. 
And that's all it is. It's just his opinion. You know, if you don't agree with it, it's okay. You know, mm -hmm. whatever. And I, I, I happen, you know, I, I happen to pretty much agree with it, but you know, I'm still rooting for Disney plus I'm still going to be throwing it on constantly, whether I'm going to bed or whatever. Yep. It's nice to have that archive. I love yeah, having it. Of course, so. Bluey's on there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of good old stuff on there. I look there forward to what they do, especially with kids. So, you know, you know, you'll, and, you'll get to I, know Bluey very soon, Joe. Don't worry. Uh, I, I've, I love I've me seen some a couple, Bluey. I've seen some, I've seen some episodes of Bluey. So yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm excited about some of the upcoming content as well whether it's Bad Batch Season 2, whether it's mm -hmm. Mandalorian Season 3, whether it's the Ahsoka series, you know, um, heck, one of the ones I was looking forward to the most was the Lando series. We haven't heard a daggone thing about that, and I thought that would have been mm -hmm. really well with Billy D and Glover and everything else all combined into something. So... Um, the Calrissian Chronicles. Hmm, that would have been good. I would have bought me a cape. I would have bought me a cape. Um, so... Andor, you guys got a chance to recap, I think, the first five episodes. You mm -hmm. guys did a great job across Thanks. the board on all those. Um, I did not listen to those until I watched, so I could get my point on it, look at it, and then hear what you guys had to say. You guys hit some great things. Um, just recapping, looking at it, honestly, um, I think the thing I liked most of those first five episodes leading into this one was that it was building to something it was adding depth in every show there was character structure and and character building uh you know world building planets we hadn't been to or that would only been mentioned in other things um i i thought that was great it was really setting us in that time frame leading into rogue one which then led into a new hope right i think it was doing a really good job of building blocks all the way through um i love the parts with mon mothma and her husband i'm trying to figure all that out i want to know where that goes um the the um the lothan his name Lo what's the name luthan 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 switching from the one character to the other in his you know uh being a rebel leader to being a guy who's running that shop in in coruscant thought that was a great character you know switch up right there i'm really wanting to know what's going on to slap face as you guys all called him you know um i, I want to see what happens there's got to be another part of his story and i think one of you guys brought up wouldn't it be great if luthan was his uncle harlow right i mean i don't even know that's a positive but if it was how great is it if all of a sudden he's turning looking and cassie and andor is the guy next to him and they're on a mission together right and then he's got to figure out where's my head really i mean i don't know if that's where it's going to go but it, Sounded like a great idea when you guys said it, um, but but leading into this episode, I think you know Brent talked about it. Gosh, he was wanting us to almost hold off on the the you know the 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 little mission. I think we were all prepared for it. We we thought it was going to happen last week, but I this one right here. Joey sent me a text uh, yesterday morning, and and it said basically, okay, this one got me because he and I had had a discussion once we get back from Italy, and it was. Hey Joey, I really like where this is going. It, it's not a, it's not exactly the Star Wars that I thought it would be, or you know, the Star Wars I grew up with. But I like all this that's going on. He's like, I don't know, it's a little slow. Felt like there's a little too much talking, you know, a little too much of that and not action. And boys, I, I tell you, we we got all that built up into this one right here. 
Um, really? Oh, one thing. You guys mentioned Clem. Did did you guys catch up that Clem was was Mar Marva's? Okay, I couldn't remember if you guys brought that up, but as soon as he said Clem, I'm sitting there because I'm watching it with sub you know subtitles on. I'm like Clem, Clem, oh Clem, get it. Um, so that was really cool, and I loved where he kept the uh, at the very beginning of the show where he kept the um, imperial item. He punched mm -hmm. that red and black checkerboard thing, and that was Marva's old ship. Uh, I I didn't know that that was. Because I was watching yep. on my phone, I'm looking, going, "Okay, is that?" But yeah, to see that, I thought that was really cool—just little touch points like that. Um, but this one leading into this show right here, I was ready for it. What were you guys thought? It's about this episode right here and and everything that it it played out in front of us. Uh, either one of you can lead the way. You can edit if you want, Alfie. I'm gonna be honest. I this this one just uh, it had its moments, but it didn't do it for me really uh yeah i i don't know it was enjoyable um but i don't know i will say i only got to watch it one time and i always watch twice so maybe that's it i don't know i just yesterday was a busy day and i really couldn't get into just watching this episode mm -hmm. so it was maybe just i didn't have my full attention to it but i kind of expected a little more but then again, I also kind of like that we got more with less. Does that make sense? Yes. Because I'm sitting here watching this, and, you know, this is the big rebel heist we've been building up to for five episodes here. And you guys notice there's no stormtroopers? Yeah, 100% notice that. It was very yeah. odd. Boy, our, our little rebel commando unit didn't last long against the reserves. So... Uh, I that was one thing I liked was we're building up to, you know, this is the the JV Imperial team and we didn't do so well against them. Yeah, we we got out of it with a majority of the money, but we lost almost the entire crew. So um, kind of anxious to see that moment of when we face the real empire, because we've gone from a security force that's contracted by the empire mm -hmm. to a untested you know way off in the the boonies kind of facility that's full of uh imperial what do you call is it just troopers i, I guess they're not stormtroopers yeah they're that, not stormtroopers well while i was watching that i i was sitting there thinking are there going to be stormtroopers around one of these corners and but, but i think this also goes back to like you said less is sometimes more right like or or right. you get something out of or you get more out of something with less just like we're looking at a jv rebel group we're looking at the jv imperial group right like they're not on right. coruscant they're not no. in the in the central core planets they're out out in the boondocks i mean they talk about it they even tell the commander this is not what we look forward to when when we told we're getting this the one right. thing out here is the eye right i mean other than that, this this really this stinks out here. Um, yeah. So I think I think we're we're sitting there thinking that everything is stormtroopers, everything is the same way. When when maybe it starts in the core, like we know it does, and and works its way out. And out on the remnant, you just get you get what you get. So, um, but I think it's going to build and build and build. I, I really liked the element of you know these imperials having 
you know, no idea that this could even be possible, that someone would even do this. No one's, you know, at attention in any of the stations, even the, the column lieutenant, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kept saying, you know, well, why would you do this? This is impossible. You know, <laughs> why even waste your time? You'll never get away with this. But um, but that follows. I, I think it'll be a nice progression, right. you know, getting to Rogue One. You know, thinking this is where we're starting here in the Bush Leagues, and eventually we're going to be fighting Death Troopers. So good, good for Cassian. Well, I mean, Cassian yeah. said it. They, they they are too fat and happy. They don't even think, right? They don't they right. don't expect somebody to walk right into their into their place and do these things. He said that in the you know couple first few episodes. So I don't know. I mean, I think for me, it, it got me just because it, it seemed like it was more action and more everything because we hadn't had any, or right. very little in the first few. So, and I think there's a, there's so many intertwining stories that are going on right now that are going to come back and play over the next, the, the rest of the season, next season. Right. Because watching these episodes, you could easily see how we could trim 50% of this away, mm-hmm. 50%. And man, let's just throw stormtroopers and speeder bikes and chicken walkers and tie fighters and X wings and make a grand spectacle out of it. And it would be awesome Yes. for that episode. But again, to what we've been talking about, that's forgettable. That's been done before over and over and time and time again this was a very less is more type of heist and i like that okay Doc. yeah yeah alfie i i agree with that that it was I, it was not what i was expecting it was more of a hostage situation than i expected you know kind of a firefight where like it was going to be a lot more blaster fire which we did get that at one point um again we got top-notch visuals in this show where it was like when that first meteor flew over, I was just like, all right, maybe this is going to lead to the eye. And then two came over. I'm just like, all right, this is pretty cool, you know? And I think what you're saying about that buildup with the stormtroopers, I have a feeling they're going to be building it up to them similar to what they did with the TIE fighters in these first couple episodes, because Mm -hmm. I made that meme today. I, if you see it on Twitter, it was, I just thought it was funny. It's like they made TIE fighters seem so freaking intimidating in this. And we're used to seeing TIE fighters getting blown up. Of course, they get a couple kills every now and then. But, um, man, they just made that TIE fighter scary. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when you saw the pilots getting into their TIE fighters in this Very episode. Cool. Yeah. You felt That's like, oh, stuff. crap. You know, you're like, you're like it's it's a different level of scary that like in, in star wars like of course they're the bad guy they're they're they got that sound to them you know but they're taking that sound and making it a bit more intimidating and i i'm i'm thinking they're probably going to do the same with stormtroopers and um you know the empire in general as this story is building up because you know the word's going to get out about what happened you know that yeah, it got out fast yeah <laughs> yeah when Luther yeah. was cracking up at the end of the show, that was that was pretty cool to see that relief come over him that that happened. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I look. I'm. We always talk about it with Brent. I'm gonna this one for sure because we're only six in, right? So we've got another six left to go of this season. 
I'm going to let it slow burn. I'm going to see if this every week, it adds a little bit more and it adds a little bit more to where by the time we finish the end of season one, we're looking around going, whoa, that from the beginning mm-hmm. to the end, that's a lot to um, bring together. I think one of the things you mentioned er- earlier, Alfie, about maybe some forgettable episodes or some forgettable parts of Disney plus while this is not like um, I'm remembering every line that they did. I do want to rewatch these because I want to find all these Easter eggs you talked about. I want to find all these, I want to see all these little lines that maybe come back and play a role later on with this not being a six episode or an eight episode, but two 12 episode show or, you know, seasons. There's going to be a lot that's going to tie all the way back. I feel like all the way from showing, you know, Marva and Clem meeting up with Casa, all that stuff. I think there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come back and, and be play a part later on to see this growth and change from the beginning to the end. Um, let, let's talk about who all we, we lost in this episode. Cause I saw an article earlier today saying, you know, who could die, who, whatever. So, so we we lost Terraman, right? We lost Terraman at the actual heist. Then he gets shot down by one of the the troopers. We lost Nimic, um, mm-hmm. which I, I like that character. I liked that, that he was this believe in something cause person. He was so passionate about. It. I thought that was really kind of cool. Um, you know, he he. He reminded me of a lot of people in today's world who are very passionate about their beliefs. I didn't feel like he was um, hating on the other person, though. He was like, "It's okay. We'll, we'll do the slow, right? You, you'll you'll buy into what I'm saying later on." Um, uh, who else did we lose? The uh, the lieutenant, Lieutenant Horn. Yep, we lost Lieutenant uh, Vel. Made it all the way through. Um, uh, Vel Cinta, uh, right? Cinta. Where, where where did she end up? She she was still she put there. on an imperial uniform and walked away. So she's got obviously she's got another plan because she said make sure you'll be you'll promise me you'll be all right. Do you think she's got a plan to get off planet some way somehow with that plan? She has a plan, but does it actually happen? We will see. Okay. Because if you go back and watch the trailer, she's on the mountainside there when the star destroyer shows up. Mm. okay and you know the isb guy was talking about uh i forget exactly how he said it but orbital extermination or mm-hmm. you know Get so clean house yeah there may be some repercussions to this job you know and i think that's oh uh, you know a side of the rebellion that you know you need to take a look at you know Yes, you succeeded in this mission, but what happens when you leave? Right. And the Imperials show up. Okay. Exactly. And then the, the last person we lost was Skeen, right? Um, what happened to D Doc? What happened to Skeen? Skeen he got, got gun smoked. He got, got gun smoked. <laughs> yes. I was waiting for the gun smoke. I said that out loud when it, when it <laughs> happened that last night. I was like, gun smoked. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting little segment right there. I mean, um, you know, we, we still see uh, Andor as a mercenary, right? And, you know, he's still, I want, I just want my share and I want to get out of here. You know, give your friend back, give your friend back this, you know, the necklace with the, with the Kyber on it. 
um, he didn't want the manifesto from Nimick, but she demanded that he takes it. Um, I'm, I'm interesting, interested to see if he's just going to hop off planet and where he's going to go next and how that's going to get roped in or, or what's going to happen. But yeah, skiing, I was not prepared. I did not think he would do that. Um, you know, I don't have a brother. So in other words, he was lying just as much as some of the rest of them were lying in that group right there. Yep. Um, but I, Which, I didn't, I, yeah, sorry. At, at first I didn't know whether that was, I was like, is he testing him again? You know? And then it was bang, you know, <laughs> it was, and was like, I'm done with this, you know? Um, I, and I can't help but to think maybe Skeen knew that Andor could compromise what he was going to do. And that's why he was trying to turn the rest of the camp on him. Those, you know, couple episodes mm. before, because he's just like, you know, this guy is throwing a wrench into my plans because he really essentially did, you know, I, I don't know if Skeen was going to drive the, the ship or what when they were leaving, which Alfie, were the tracks painted? I didn't notice if they were painted or not. That's one thing I did <laughs> not know. I didn't notice either. They looked yeah. bright and shiny to me. Yeah, but, um, and Alfie, you were dead on. Um, I was re-listening to our um, previous podcast and you were talking about, um, I'm not sure if it was in the novels or what about the ships that would take off off of the tracks. Mm -hmm. um, I forget what you called it. Um, the launch tubes. You, mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that that was that was awesome. I thought that was cool. You know, the launch tubes, similar to the, uh, you know, aircraft carriers, as you said. You you called that one good. You've been calling this pretty damn well, actually. I have my moments. He's got on the inside <laughs> scoop. It's a, it's a, it's almost like Battlestar Galactica with the with the launch tubes, right? A little different, but similar, similar a different. idea. Yeah. I think uh, it was a truce at Bakura. They were actually even TIE fighter shaped. Where, oh, no. yeah, they're and pointed up at an angle so that they shot into the atmosphere. Um, Mon Mothma at the end. She, she's already ticked off at her husband. She's already ticked off at the people he invited or the people who were taking food away from. Was it the Gormans or something? The Gormans. Like the Gormans. Very important. Um, and here she was trying to rant and rave about it in the Senate. Nobody's listening. Nobody's paying attention. They're having other conversations. They're pretty much avoiding this. I think they were probably, were they getting the rebel news as well of what happened? Yeah. So you get the rebel news and plus just laissez-faire. They didn't really care about what she had to say as well. Um, she, she could see something was going on. Um, but you know, I, she's, she's really a, a mute voice in that Senate. There's only a few people who speak out like her. Um, I, yeah, at first I was like, gosh, I kind of feel bad for her. But then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I think they're all going and telling each other about the rebel, the rebel incursion, you know, incursion that happened. So, uh, I kind of hope her husband gets gun smoked between you guys and me <laughs> i hope he doesn't make it much longer he he's he's a petty little man i don't you know i mean if my wife was that powerful and, and involved with something like that but does he knows that she's involved with, with anything it's just she really to him is she that pop, uh, powerful i don't know he seems to be living a pretty good life off of the stuff that she's got set up for him there he looks like he's well, a how do you know that's her and not him we don't. I thought she married into a royal family. 
Well, we'll find, we'll, I'm sure we'll find that out. I still don't like the guy. Oh, no, I don't like the guy either. He's, you know, happy with his position. Mm-hmm. And, but that's from our, you know, what do you say, like 5,000 foot view? You know, we know <laughs> what the empire is. To him, it's just another form of government. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really any different than the Republic to him? Or, you know, no. does Tatooine see the Empire any different than the Republic? No, a lot of places don't. I yeah. mean, you you know, across the books, comics, everything else, you know, uh, one one person, you know, like on Ryloth, you know, Republic's here, the Empire's here. It's the same thing. Somebody's still here. Right. Right? Yeah, you go back to uh, that uh, conversation between Mando and migs mayfield you know in the crawler but we don't like the guy i get that i don't like him either and (laughs) but no one who really knows who mon mothma is or what she's doing is she really even doing much yet is she is there a alliance yet um we like to think that luthan is working for the rebel alliance but does the rebel alliance really even exist yet well, um, Andor or is, named off like four or five different groups, right? When when he was talking to, uh, who was he talking to? Oh, when he's talking to Luthen, he's like, "Oh, what are you? What are you? Alliance? What are you? This? What are you? That?" I mean, he had. Well, you know, it's a big set? galaxy. I'm sure there's lots right. of alliances. Well, I'm is just saying there... he. It wasn't like the alliance was the only thing he said. He had like three or four groups' names. Right. Like, well, doesn't matter which one you are. You're you're part of some group, right? So. I don't know. I, I just right now I find it really just intriguing, and I kind of I, I obviously we know what happens in Andor, but but I, I really kind of want to see how it all lays out, works out for everybody else. Um, you know, is Luthen going to be around all of this season? Is it going to be around in season two? Is you know, are we going to start wrapping in other people like a Bail Organa with with uh, Mon Mothma? to start laying those seeds, you know, planting those seeds of the rebellion. If it's five years... the Admiral with the Phoenix squadron. I'd always like to see him show up. Mm. Um, he's the one, isn't he the one who blew up his ship in, yeah. in rebels? Yeah. Ah, Sato. Um, yeah. Something like that. Something Cause like this that. is all along the same timeline as yeah. rebels. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Were there, were there things near, I know you talked about it not being as big or whatever as a heist or a shootout or whatever. Were there other things you liked or didn't like about this episode? Either one of you. I uh, I thought the surgeon uh, was pretty oh. cool, who was working on, um, oh God, I forget Nimic. his name. Nimic. Yeah, which it's a shame he died. Uh, he was a pretty cool guy. I liked all the little devices he would pull out, which I'm pretty sure the one was just a Polaroid camera. <laughs> you know, that's like old Star Wars um, prop making right there. I'm pretty sure it was just, I, I saw um, Steven Stanton shared and was just like, who still has theirs? And it was a picture of his Polaroid camera that was actually used as that, like, you know, finder that, or, uh, that he had. Really? And um, yeah, the one that he unfolded. Uh, yeah, the or, navigational two or- tool. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, he had some other cool little devices, but it's funny because it's like this show is slowly starting to, sometimes you forget you're watching star Wars and then you have this slap in the face that you are, 
you mm-hmm. know, and I think it's slowly. I mean, here we are. We're six episodes in. Kenobi was already over now. Kenobi was already rolling credits and done, you know, <laughs> and here we are questioning so many characters. It is the slow burn um, instead of like, you know, the you know, the chase scene in the woods. We're getting, you know, some more dialogue, which makes you like and dislike characters when you see these people plotting. And, you know, it's like we, we I, I don't like Mon Mothma's husband either. I think he's a jerk. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's that was one thing I liked was seeing that surge and working on him. And it's like, Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. We're in star Wars. I know I just saw that heist and everything, but look at this guy with four arms, you know, doing everything he can and it's done, you know, I don't know. There, there were some other things I'm trying to think of that I'm sure I will once Alfie starts talking, but <laughs> did what? you guys see the name of the doctor? Dr. Did quad I? pause. Quad pause. Yeah. I like I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Anyway, forearms. Anyway, go ahead, Al. Wasn't he in the trailer? Yeah. When I saw that scene, okay, I, I couldn't play where I'd seen him before, but yeah, he was in the trailer. Okay. Yeah, I really like that scene too. That you know, and again, here's another little pocket of of resistance of the you know, the lions or whatever is starting to form. Um I really love the visuals of that meteor shower. Uh, I would like to see more natural elements of space come into, you know, you had the uh, Maul in mm-hmm. Solo, Solo uh, the Purgles in Rebels. Uh, I'd like to see more stuff like this, you know, actual science fiction, spacey type black hole things come into uh, these stories but uh overall i really liked this episode i love that uh they had scuba gear oh yeah the little navy seal you know motorized uh flotation device or whatever that was pretty cool they had wetsuits uh have we really seen wetsuits in star wars since like the marvel days since clone wars with uh that battle underneath um Mon Calamari. Uh, remember that with the... Oh, the, yeah, and Anakin and Ahsoka had the bubbles. Yes. The big, yeah. That's the only place I can, but you're right, in, in some of the early episodes with Luke in that water planet, and, and then the, the, the guy at the end, uh, like uh, Scott Reifen was talking about, towards the, like, the 90s and 100 episodes where they had the guy with the uh, water planet, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, the, his Jedi apprentice. Yes. That wore the fishbowl. Yep. Go ahead, D-Doc. Uh, another thing, too, is it's like if you look up this dam that they filmed at, I mean, the only thing they essentially added on was that like tripod looking, um, uh, you know, thing in the front of it. The little when temple? They were out to, like, well, the temple, but there was also like kind of almost a watchtower that was CGI'd out front of it. Huh. Um, around the base of it they essentially saw this dam and were just like that looks like star wars they pretty much <laughs> hardly did anything to it at all if you look it up in real life it's like yeah th- this looks good let's just say it's an imperial base and i think it's genius in my opinion because it was that they made this place a planet you know it's unique but it's it's literally a place that you could hop on a plane and fly to and it's going to pretty much look exactly like it looks like in this show, basically. There's not much different about it. Like when they shut off the lights outside, 
they probably really just had a main breaker and we're like, all right, guys, you ready? Let's shut off the lights to the dam and hit it. You know, right. it, was, it was pretty cool. That is, the, the, that's very the locations cool. are good. I really liked this, uh, the Aldani people showing mm -hmm. up and the disdain that the Imperials had for them. And, you know, again, this less is more. It made you feel like they were going to do something that they were angry and maybe they were going to be the ones that you screwed up this heist for them or, right. Hey, here's a great example of indigenous people rising up against the empire on the home world, but it didn't happen, but man, it really added a lot of tension to the episode. Yeah. And, and it even plays on too to these Imperial officers and everything, not expecting anything to happen because what showed up there is what they're essentially up against on that planet. What did mm -hmm. they say it was? 60 people that started off as however many thousand and then it went to 500 and then only about 60 made it there. So they're just kind of laughing at them just like, you know, you know, we set up little, uh, you know, stations for them on their way here or whatever. To like, get them uh, drunk, basically. Exactly. So th that that's what they're up against. So that's why like you guys said they're just like are, are you guys seriously doing this right now you know like this is crazy so. well, one one thing this this show has showed me is that from here through um rogue one besides galen or so every chance that cassian andor has to gun smoke somebody he does yes every every that's the only person he did not take out right I mean, he's taken out pretty much anybody and everybody who he either thought he needed to or had to gun smoke, even, yeah. even his buddy. So um, so I, I think it's interesting to see. It shows a growth because, one, obviously he's going to read that manifesto and learn about it, right? He did take it, right? I'm trying to think. Mm -hmm. he, yeah. So he's going to read that. And by the time he's with Jen, he doesn't shoot her father, and he ends up sitting there going back with her and saying, you know, here's a group of people we're going to go to Scarif with you. Let's go. And and here's a guy who was all about being a mercenary, saving his behind, just living and getting by to being what some people now could say is one of the greatest heroes of the Rebel Alliance by the time it's all said and done. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah. And I didn't expect the gun smoke this episode. It kind of made me <laughs> jump, actually. It really did. I was just I, like, oh. I really liked it, you know, him saying, I recognized you from when you first stepped foot. You're somebody who's been trying to dig out of the hole just like me and willing to step over anybody that's in your way. Yeah. And one uh, little throwback. Like I said, I didn't get to watch this twice, so I really didn't get to delve into it too much. But uh, the manifesto guy saying climb, you just yes. kept saying climb over and over again, just like K2SO in Rogue One. Oh, yeah. He said that when they were, when they were, uh, was that when they were coming off of uh, Jeddah? When they were going now, when they were in the Imperial Vault, and he tells them oh, to climb. Yes. yes. Okay. Interesting. There you go. Hmm. Interesting. 
And that was an awesome scene when they had to when they had to decide just we're going to take the ship through this asteroid, you know, event. And and it took out the TIE fighters and basically, you know, the force got them through there. I don't know what's what's in that Kyber or what, but, you know, it's good stuff. The force works in mysterious ways. That Kyber is good stuff. Um, Well, I'm I tell you what, this is my first step back in in a few weeks. I'm going to keep it short and sweet tonight. Plus, I'm going to schedule you guys another, uh, what, a House of the Dragons after dark or whatever. So you guys tell me when you want to do that, and I'll put it together for you. But any other any other Star Wars thoughts before we, before we shut down episode question mark on Rule of the Galaxy as I post that when we put the, uh, put the, the uh, podcast out there? Dedak or Alfie, anything on your mind before we okay. break away? I really like this series so far. And we're going to keep saying slow burn until uh, the end of times when we talk <laughs> about this. I get it. I, I get this format. I really do. I enjoy it. My only concern is can you keep a six-episode arc going you did it once. Can you do it three more times and keep me invested in it? Okay. I think you're going to, I hate to see any shortcuts on the show. I really do. So take what I say with a grain of salt. I would like to see you got through this introduction arc, maybe a three episode arc instead of a six. Okay. I see what you're saying. Cause next season it's going to be four, three seat. Four three episode arcs, correct? Right, I think so. One this per is year. one year, and then the second yeah. season is four years in time. Yeah. So I think every, I don't know, my mind just went blank, but you, no, but you I, did I, the math. Yeah. yeah. I, you're you're right, and I every I arc I is a year. Going, you know, we we love the Clone Wars, but we also know the Clone Wars is sometimes some arcs that are like okay, kind of maybe throwaway arcs. Right. But but it would be good, like you said, we we finish. The first three got you roped in. The second three got you to the first big thing that's part of the story. Now on these next three, can you give me another? I see what you're saying. On these next three, can you give me something that's going to keep me going to where the last three really mean something? Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I like I just that. think it'll be hard to keep the show's momentum if you're going to say, all right, that's the first six episodes. That's, that's your arc. Now we're going to start another six episode arc that's going to end with something similar to the heist for the finale mm-hmm. of the season. Okay. Which I, I almost feel like you could call those first six episodes, the pilot of the show. Almost. Right. You mm-hmm. know, if you combine those together, it's like, all right, this is what we got. Um, what I hope to see, because now it's like, like you said, that arc is completed, you know, Andor's on his little ship. He got paid. He's out, you know, this is not the last time we're going to see um, the girl with the blonde hair, in my opinion. I forget her name. I'm Val. so bad with names. Yep. And I also kind of hope we get some episodes coming up where, you know, we, we might have these characters that have been built as almost the main characters, of the episodes where we might have an episode where Deidre is, you know, focusing on trying to find out what the hell is going on. Cause I mean, I guess Andor is going to go home right now, you know, like a, where else is he going to go? Uh, but he's going to show up at home and be like, holy crap, you know, the Imperials set up a little hotel here. Um, and I'm excited to see 
some of these other characters that have been built in this show start to get involved directly with Andor because, you know, we know our guy was sitting there looking at the puck with Andor's face on it. He, they mm-hmm. are going to run into each other again. After. Yeah. And um, I, I, I'm excited to see how they start to build that because they've just kind of been putting puzzle pieces together as this whole separate event was happening. So I'm excited to see that come to fruition, basically. Yeah, will the ISB agent, is that Deidre? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Will she yeah. get a rise now that basically what she said has come true? Mm. She got dismissed by everyone saying that's that that's not a thing. It's not possible. Deidre, I think you get, well, Deidre and Alfie, I, I think we might see, if I'm if I'm looking at this through the lenses you guys just put together, I think we might see a three-episode arc where slap face comes back in and where is he going to go and maybe a three episode arc of okay where you know what's Deidre doing or intertwining both of them on that side of the realm right because it doesn't have to focus on Cassie in every episode you can see little snippets of where he is and what he's doing but at the same time there's a lot of world building going on around it you know is Marva going to get taken out right is the droid going to be back involved with it uh to whatever his name is. I forget his name. Um, you know, is he going to go back and pay off some of his debts and see, like you said, what of a mess his his planet is now? I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff. Are we going to rope all the way back to that initial CASA stuff again, or are we done with that? Is that all done? That was one little story, and we're out of there now. Because he said he was looking for his sister, right? So is that going to wrap back in now? And is he really going to be looking for his sister? Um, mm-hmm. So I... I don't know. There's a lot of different things we could go with, and that's not even taken into effect that at some point in time, he and Mom Mothma are going to have to meet up. And, I mean, so there's a lot over the next 18 episodes that really need to get put together. And and I think instead of it being a slow burn, I think we are going to every episode ramp, ramp, ramp until it gets to that intensity of, boom, right into a Rogue, right into Rogue One where we see him go, Gunsmoke is pal right at the beginning of the movie. I don't know. I like it. And and, I, D- I, and so. I shout out to Diego Luga too, because he's just, I think he's doing a good job of be, being the main character when he is on screen. And I think he's mm-hmm. doing a good job of playing uh, pre Rogue One Cassian Andor. It's, it's been fun Great to job. watch. Yeah. He's, Agreed. Uh, as Joe said, you know, like in, in Star Wars history, uh, Cassian Andor will be looked at as one of the um, you know biggest leaders of the rebels you know and that's that's pretty cool I mean I like Diego Luna I think he's fun to listen to when he does his interviews and talks about Star Wars and you know I'm I'm excited for him playing this character and I, I have a lot of hope for the next the next six I'm excited for it okay I have said it many times i bring it up all the time i think it's an absolute travesty that there is not a child's playable version of ray's lightsaber but if there yeah. is not a nerf version of his gun we riot because that is badass <laughs> yep my little guy is always changing um our profiles on disney plus like i'll log on and i'll mm-hmm. see my profile picture is mando Next day, it'll be Luke Skywalker. Like, he loves to change everybody's photo. And his, his like, not long after we saw Rogue One, he changed his to Cassian Andor. And I That's thought awesome. that was the funniest thing. And he's been Andor for a little while now. He was changing. 
well, actually, I think he's Cyclops from X-Men now. He doesn't even know who he is. He probably thought it looked cool, but I, I was enjoying the fact that he was Andor for a week or two. I was like, all right. So that's our that's me and his little Star Wars memory. I think that I that's why I enjoy Andor a decent amount too, is because yeah, it was the first uh, Star Wars movie we thought saw in theaters together. There you Full go. circle back to the Jar Jar Binks, you know. You'll always remember that, my friend. You'll always remember that. Well, guys, I can't thank you guys enough for covering and doing everything while I was out. Um, be Get used to it, though, because you, you guys are good at it, and I'm going to keep throwing it back at you. And, uh, you know, when, when I need to take some time away and, and take care of some stuff, you guys are pros, and you guys run Rule the Galaxy the right way. And uh, I don't care what all the bad emails say about you guys. You guys are right. <laughs> um, but um, thank you again to both, both you guys. Um, go ahead. Alfie, Before we see? log off, uh, yeah. D-Doc, did you uh, you want to claim those Alfie points? Did you ever figure out the <laughs> Ark of the Covenant? Oh, I, I, I didn't see it. All right. I thought it was see. in one of the Clone Wars uh, episodes. Was it in a movie? It's in a movie. Okay. I'll try to figure that out. We were joking that you're going to get emails while you're in Italy about Alfie points, just being like, what the hell is this? What are these guys doing? <laughs> no, nope, not one email about Alfie points. I was really disappointed after I listened to your show. Yeah. I was like, come on, we have fans. We have people who listen to us. Why are you not emailing us for Alfie points? You never know what you're going to get with Alfie points. Exactly. Um, so I want somebody to let me know where, because we discussed on the last episode, all the Indiana Jones MacGuffins are in Star Wars gave you three out of the four the fourth one was the ark of the covenant what movie and where what scene what location where is it at i'm gonna post that out and see clearly visible okay yeah and i'm open to giveaways because i have i have some shirts here guys i'll 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 mail you out a shirt if you send us in your size and you get this answer i I got some shirts i want to do some giveaways so you got it we'll make it happen guys you rock to the fans of Rule of the Galaxy, to the listeners of Rule of the Galaxy, thank you so much for being a part of what we do. Uh, always track us down, Rule of the Galaxy everywhere. Maybe add a podcast or an SW, but it's Rule of the Galaxy. Um, until next time, and until these guys do another whatever it is, House of the Dragons, until that next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>